0: This is Husker Sports Network Originals presented by J-Tech Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Husker Sports Network Originals tell iconic stories from Husker history, featuring insights from the players and coaches who live them. Subscribe to the Husker Sports Network on your favorite podcast service. And now, setting the bar.
1: This is greg sharp and this is setting the bar a husker sports originals podcast there are six positions on the court in volleyball all of them are essential but none more so than the setter nebraska volleyball play-by-play man john baylor explains
2: setting remains by far the most important position on the floor you have to have a great setter if you ever want to have an effective offense they have to be able to react to bad passes to to digs that forced them to sprint all over the floor. So the magnitude of the position really hasn't changed over time. Now, the players have gotten a little taller. The players have gotten a little more athletic, I guess. Under Coach at Nebraska Volleyball earned the name Setter U. Kathy Noth was two uh, position players. She was setter half the time, and then she was attacker half the time, and instrumental in, in building the reputation of winning here at the program and then ultimately became an assistant coach under Coach Pettit for a long time. Then there was Lori Endicott, who uh, took over and went on to the Olympics. There was uh, Val Novak, who was so athletic, a lefty. She took him to a couple Final Fours in the late 80s. We had um, Nikki Best, who was the Conference Player of the Year in 93, and then went on later to be an assistant coach and later a head coach in Division I women's volleyball setting as a position lends itself to being a leader while you're playing and so so many of these players become great coaches later christy johnson in the mid-90s was the first i saw and she wasn't just a great setter; she was an amazing leader Pull up a chair. We could be here a while. It's the national championship match. Christy Johnson with the honors again. Fortuitous events follow, and she serves again. Cross court, winkle over the net. McPherson to the Texas Hardwood, and Nebraska leads in games, two to one. Nebraska. In the fourth, two to one. Christy Johnson tireless. She exerts as much energy celebrating after points as she does during the point. Here's Johnson leading by two, trying to get to ten. Huskers have been stuck on nine for a week. And this time, a service ace gives them double digits. Ten to seven, Christy Johnson. Coach Pettit told her after the 94 season when Nebraska so unexpectedly lost in the regional final at home against Penn State. In 95, when you and Allie Weston and Billy Winsett are all seniors, you have to get tough. And you can't be everyone's best friend. You have to be the leader on the floor. And it was tough for her, but she was clearly in charge of that team. And I'll never forget in the Michigan State National Semifinal in 95 and then the championship against Texas in 95, she exerted as much energy between points as she did during points. And it was such a message to her teammates and to the opponent that we will not fatigue, we will prevail. And after Christie was Fiona Nepo, who was a terrific setter for 96, 97, and 98, two Final Fours, came from Hawaii.
3: Fiona
2: Nepo, great freshman from Honolulu comes in the serve on the end line. Serve is ace for the Honolulu, Nebraska. Two from the title. It's 13 to 12. This for a first match point. The serve comes from Bakitova. Overpass by Pozo, but Fiona redirects it down. Fiona wills the team onward. Like Christy Johnson, her predecessor, she won't let any team pull away. Megan sends it. Demetria passes right side, Duarte blocked back, Demetria Sands with the save, left wing Tilson, and a play by Axley. center, jump shot, Fiona, she got it! Match point, Nebraska, as Kathy Tilson's three-quarter shot was an easy dig for Axley. and Fiona says, thank you very much. And she really charmed Coach Pettit. Coach Pettit really softened around her, his new Hawaiian uh, setter, who really, made him smile and, and they had quite a, a terrific relationship and Fiona now is back in coaching working for Christie at Iowa
1: State. Nebraska volleyball coach John Cook knows better than anyone the importance of having a great setter, something that dawned on him early in his career. When I
3: first started coaching in California, I really didn't know anything about setters or study the setter position and probably where I first Kind of became aware of what a great setter could do is when i was coaching with the usa men and jeff stork who i is one of the greatest volleyball players i've ever seen and greatest setters i've ever been around or watched but i really you know i didn't train him and uh moving fast forward when i got to wisconsin my very first recruit was laura Abenante, who was a great setter out of chicago and we built the team around her basically and So I really started studying the setter position then because nobody else on my staff at that time could coach setters. So I trained the setters and I've continued to evolve and really learn and been fortunate to be around some great setters and some great setter coaches. And I think setting is a very tough position to coach. It's it's like coaching a quarterback or a point guard. There's just so much going on and so much they need to know. So it's been a lifelong learning process of how to train setters and and we've adjusted how we've trained them over the years and constantly trying to get better and we're kind of adapting it to a new way we train setters now. The characteristics we look for is one, do they have good feet? Two, do they have vision? Three, are they consistent in how they set the ball? Do they have any weird habits or anything? So when you're recruiting, you can look for all those things. And then, of course, we try to train them better and, and expand on that. The setter is, I mean, a great analogy to compare a setter for other sports is point guard, basketball, quarterback, football. It's all the same things. They have to have great feet. They have to have great vision. They have to have a, a really good temperament. They've got to see the game. They've got to understand it. They've got to be able to communicate and lead their teammates and be able to communicate and carry out whatever the game plan is. So those are all the things that we look for. It's hard to hard to see that in high school volleyball. So you're more looking for maybe character and, and leadership and just kind of their demeanor and composure, how they handle things. You, you can't have a setter that's super emotional, gets way up, gets way down. You got to have somebody that's pretty even keeled to lead a team. And like we tell our setters, they're driving the car, and everybody else is along for the ride.
4: The setting position is different from other positions on the court because you have to be in control of what you're doing as a setter.
1: That's Lauren West, Coach Cook's daughter, a former Husker herself.
4: Then you also have to be aware of what the opposing team is doing because you're trying to set up your hitters for success. So, for example, you know, if the opposing team is committing on one of your, say one of your outside hitters because they're having a, a great night, well then you want to set away from that outside attacker otherwise you're putting them into a double block situation which is four hands in their face and and it's tough to hit around that. So you have to be aware of what the other side's doing, you have to be aware of what you're doing and then you also have to be in tune with what's going on on your side of the net. You know, do you have a do you have a, an attacker that's having an off night or an attacker who, you know, maybe is not very confident in themselves, you know, during that set and it's your fault if anything goes wrong and You want to make the hitters around you look great. So you just have to be aware of so many things other than yourself, but also yourself. So there's just a lot going through your mind and a a lot of different things to think about when you're a setter. And and when you're, you know, an outside hitter or a middle or right side or a libero, you're really just thinking about, okay, how am I going to get this next kill? Or how can I pass this ball? And that's really all that you have to worry about. So I think as a setter, you just have more to think about and more to be aware of
1: Lee saparo was the first setter john cook got a chance to work with as head coach of the big red an instrumental player to the success of cook's early nebraska squads the two-time all-american would even go on to win the AVCA player of the year award in 2000 gracia was a great athlete she was a really
3: good basketball player so she had a really good feel for the game but would make gracious so unique was she was 6'2", and at that time, most setters were smaller or shorter. So she was tall for a setter. So she changed the angle of things. She was a great blocker. She was able to attack at a really high level. We were able to pass the ball really tight above the net. She could go up and get it. So she was pretty unique for her time, being that tall, that athletic, and becoming that setter.
2: Service to Kim Barron. To Oxley. She slams it down and Gracia Lee a terrific adjustment there. The pass was not where she expected it. It was high and she took one hand and flipped it right to the Ox. Back row attack Kim Barron's to dig over the net. Holmquist a swipe at it above the twine. then Gracia Lee slamming it down. The acrobatic center at 6'2", skies above. Joe Jamison. 17-13, a bit of a jinx, fast made Samua over the net, then Sapporo goes up and blocks a Chilipho. That's a game-turner, 18-13 Huskers. 14-5, another game point for Nebraska, in the fourth, service ace graciously, game point Big Red, 15-5 in the third game, that's her second service ace.
3: So in 1999, Gracia was a freshman, and she actually played right side. We ran a 6-2 with Lindsey Wishmeyer at the time and Jill McWilliams. When I took over in 2000, kind of the plan in the back of our minds was to to move Gracia to setter, and so we actually thought that would be a rebuilding year for us. And we moved Gracia to setter, trained her, and we had a huge advantage that summer because we were able to go to China. So she got three weeks of training and and playing against really good Chinese teams. We got crushed over there in 2000 uh, and our first trip there. But she gained some great experience. And so we just built on that. Well, she was 6'2",
2: and she had a lot of hair. So she looked like she was 6'5", and she was a converted hitter. And when she was recruited, the intent was to make her a setter. And the experiment... during 99, her freshman year didn't work. Uh, Nebraska lost its first uh, match ever to Kansas State at home at the Coliseum in this one-match trial with Gracia. So the decision was, let's put her, put her off as the setter for one more year, and the wait was worth it because in 2000, that that team that was not expected to go far went to the national championship and won it, and then in 01, there was a, the Final Four. She was just incre- sort of the beginning of the new physical, athletic setter that uh, Coach Cook back then really wanted, someone who was not a blocking liability at the net, someone who who is 6'2 and could hold her own at the net so that opponents wouldn't try to target and hit over her. And she played that uh, position well, but she was not sort of a natural setter. So her sets were not quite as perfectly located as so many of the others who came before and after who had just played that position the entire way. And so she became quite
3: a good setter. Gracia was a great blocker. As I said, she was 6'2 for a setter, which is, you know, she played right side and hit uh, her freshman year. So that put her in a position to to focus on blocking and also attacking and have that mindset. So like I said, she was a game changer and kind of a, a evolution. So at that time, after that, we always wanted to tr- try to recruit tall setters. But I learned over time, and I especially uh, learned when we had Rachel Holloway, Lauren Cook, they were smaller setters. But what I learned over coaching those players and having tall setters in Gracia, Sydney Anderson, Mary Paul Miller jumped really high. Kelly Hunter was a pretty physical setter. But what I've learned is that stuff doesn't really matter because setters have so much impact and control over what's happening the main thing you're looking for is somebody that's going to set the ball, run the offense, lead the team, and if they can do other things really well, that's awesome.
1: A couple of years after Sapero's collegiate career was finished, Cook and the Huskers turned their attention to Rachel Holloway, a standout setter from the USA Volleyball program. Pushed
2: across free ball Huskers. And Holloway with the duck killing right into the donut.
4: Holloway just has a knack and a sense for when that's appropriate for
5: her to do. This pass from hoteling.
0: Holloway read that perfectly.
5: Holloway takes the opportunity. It's always that pass that starts, you know, that gives that opportunity to Holloway, and Holloway having fun.
2: Huskers have it. Holloway to the left. Attack Larson. The dig goes over and out. Game point. Big Red. Thirty to thirteen in Lincoln. Huskers after a good start in the 07 tourney. Now to finish the comeback. Pass by Barbosa in the middle. Richard ricochet control with the big red. Holloway paver. Game point. Big Ten at thirty to twenty-eight serve. Holloway gets it in. Pass by Holt. It's over the net. No, not quite. Joust at the net. And it stays on Nebraska's side now. Pavin to Holloway. Gives it to Jordan. Match point. Big Bring on Cal Berkeley. Nebraska comes back from the abyss and wins it tonight over Michigan State.
3: So in 2005, Rachel decided to come a year early. She graduated yearly. early. She was homeschooled. She graduated a year early from high school and showed up but that summer she was with the junior youth team and went to the junior youth world championships and she came back totally beat up so we made a decision to redshirt her in 2005 we ran a 6-2 with danny busboom and maggie griffin and we had a great team i mean on that team was jordan larson olympian sarah pavin olympian tracy stalls who played on the national team Jen C. Alamu is a great outside hitter, All-American. So that, that team, uh, Christina Hotelling, was a national player of the year. So we had a loaded team. And of course, we made all the way to the national championship and, and lost uh, to Washington in the finals. So that year, Rachel got a chance to just kind of develop and be around, get healthy. And we knew she was an exceptional setter, great athlete. And so the plan was... To move her to a 5-1 because we just felt like the 6-2 had issues to win a national championship and we returned most of those outside hitters so the choice was we moved danny Busboom to libero because we in 2005 we didn't play with a libero we didn't have a libero so we moved her to libero went to a 5-1 maggie became a backup and we inserted rachel holloway in the starting position and she was one of the best setters i've ever coached
4: i've spent the majority of my life around nebraska volleyball so i always looked up to whoever the setter was with Nebraska volleyball. But one setter I was especially obsessed with was Rachel Holloway. And unfortunately, you know, she left Nebraska early and didn't finish her four years here. But when she was here, I loved being around her. I loved watching her. I think she's still to this day, one of the best setters that's ever come through the Nebraska program. So she was someone that I really looked up to and I would watch a lot of video of her and someone that I just tried to emulate you know, when I would go and set a ball, I wanted to set the ball like Rachel Holloway.
2: What well, sounds out about Rachel's career is that she finished it so prematurely that she wins a national championship. Then in '07, the team's expected to do so well. They really struggled, had some chemistry problems. And then she had two more years of eligibility. She was going to come back as one of the leaders in 2008 with Jordan Larson's senior year. That team was expected to go very far with probably the most talented setter in the country, and Rachel, and then Jordan, probably the most talented player in the country, although there were probably three or four players on Penn State back then who would who would disagree, but that would have been an incredibly talented team, and she just announced that she's quitting the sport, and she never looked back, so that's what's remembered about her, and then before that was she left high school a year early, so her, she was homeschooled in Colorado, her, what would have been her senior year, she's actually with the Huskers, red-shirted, And as a redshirt freshman, quarterbacks the team to a national championship in 2006. Soft hands, amazing placement setter. The ball was always where you wanted it as an attacker. And just as polished and pure a setter as you'll see. Not the tallest setter, but that didn't matter because she was so skilled. And and she just decided to retire two years earlier than she had to.
3: So we won the national championship in 2006, she set again in 2007 and then decided not to come back to school after going home for Christmas. Uh, It was devastating and I was in shock and never really seen anybody do that before especially in Nebraska volleyball. So for whatever reasons and you know, uh, I'm not going to go into what my speculation is on, on why she left the program and quit volleyball. But it was devastating. And so we were left in a really tough position for the 2008 season because, you know, you recruit two, three years out, especially for setters. And you only have two setters in your program. So you're trying to stagger those setters out so they're not in the same class. So it created quite a problem. We had to get a transfer. And then we recruited Sidney Anderson, who was also a transfer but had gone back to junior college. So we did not really have a setter going into the 2008 season. People might remember this story, but Kayla Banworth also came into the program in 2017 as a Barrow, but she was a former setter in high school and hitter. So I sent her to a 10-day setting camp in Chicago because she was maybe going to have to be our starting setter in 2008. Well, of course, we get Sidney Anderson right before the season starts from junior college. Jess Yance was our transfer from Penn State, who they would not grant her eligibility, so she had to redshirt. So our two setters are Sydney, who gets here, just got here like right before we started in August, and Kayla Banworth, who I sent to the setting camp for 10 days to be prepared. And of course, we're 30 minutes into our first practice in two days, and Sydney Anderson rolls her ankle. So Kayla was our setter for the next week, preparing for the season. Now, Sydney came back, and that team became a great team with Sydney Anderson setting. So, Rachel left us in a huge hole, but we found a way and people took advantage of their opportunities and it worked out pretty good and that team became one of the one of the greatest teams I've ever coached.
1: Coach Cook didn't have to look far for his next setter. Only problem was she didn't want anything to do with Nebraska volleyball. At least not initially.
3: So, Lauren uh, as she was going through recruiting. Most most players back then were committing in 10th grade. Lauren didn't have any interest in recruiting, was waiting and said she wanted to wait. So she waited till her junior year and in the spring of her junior year, she finally decided and told us that she wanted to start looking at schools. And of course I was waiting for that moment and I already had the schools picked out for her. Wanted her close to home. Would love to have had her at Nebraska, but she told me she wouldn't go to Nebraska. So don't bother. And so I chose K-State and Creighton. And I said, we're gonna go visit those schools. And, and we actually flew down to K-State on a, on a windy day. I was piloting the plane and then uh, visited Creighton. I thought this would be great. We could see her play. She'd be close to home, all those things. Well, next thing we know, UCLA, Stanford start calling. And that changed everything. And of course, she ended up at UCLA kind of against my wishes and her mom's wishes because we didn't want her that far away and we didn't want her going to LA. But that's where she went. She had a great freshman year and then transferred back to Nebraska. You know, I think if we had to do all over again, we would have had her just let me recruit her to Nebraska. And, you know, but high school kids don't listen to their parents, especially their dads in, in high school. So that was part of the problem. I think if, you, if we had that conversation now it would be a whole different conversation and she would be much more open to listening about why she should have gone to Nebraska.
4: Part of the reason why I never looked at Nebraska was because I felt like I needed to prove myself and I didn't want to go to Nebraska be, and have everyone say, "Oh, she's, you know, she's just a Husker because of her dad and she's just here because he offered her a scholarship and, you know, she didn't earn her right to be here, or work hard to be here, it's just because of her last name." So I really wanted to prove myself again at the collegiate level that, you know, I'm I'm good enough to go play at a division one school and get there on my own without the help of my last name and, and who my dad is. Coach Cook was, and my mom as well, were both very, very supportive of every decision I made. And they would always go through pros and cons with me and we would make lists. And I mean, they just wanted to make sure in the end that I was happy. But I think deep down, he wishes I would have thought about Nebraska a little harder because from the beginning of the recruiting process, I always said Nebraska is out of sight, out of mind. Like I'm not going to Nebraska. I don't want to play for you. I want to make my own path. And I think part of that, he admits it now. It says it kind of, he tells me it kind of hurt him and he, he just wishes I would have you know thought more about being a Husker because it probably, you know, would have obviously saved me transferring because when I was out at UCLA, I was comparing everything to Nebraska and, and there's really no place like Nebraska. But I think when you're living in Lincoln and you're younger, it's you just wanna get out of this city. And then when you're older, you appreciate, you know, how amazing it really is. So I think he just wishes that I would have saw that at an earlier age, but it's hard to tell a teenage girl, you know, what to do or what to think.
1: Before long though, Lauren had a change of heart.
4: So once i kind of formulated started formulating those thoughts i was thinking about transferring and the other issue was there's really no place like nebraska and i was constantly comparing everything at ucla to nebraska you know the the where we would eat as athletes you know the facilities we would train at the weight room i mean it's just there's nothing that compares to what the huskers have and so i think that nebraska was or i know that nebraska was really the only place i wanted to be because if i would have went somewhere else i would have continued to compare it to nebraska just like i was that's what i was doing when i was at ucla so nebraska was really the only place that i saw myself and they had my major and i felt like i'd proved myself at ucla so i was okay coming back to be a husker
3: i knew that lauren was back on our radar when she showed up at christmas with all her stuff and said i'm not going back to ucla <laughs> And uh, of course, I made her go back, and and shortly after that, uh, UCLA coach retired, and five players had said they wanted to transfer, and so we took her back as a walk-on at Nebraska, and I made her live in the dorms and, and earn her way back into Nebraska volleyball. Once Lauren got back to Nebraska, coaching her was great. You know, we had worked together so long before that, so it was, I mean, I really enjoyed coaching and you know my challenge was how do I take her to another level and so that was was uh, inspiring for me to have to come in and uh, but never did it come into that I mean I never got in the way that I was her dad coaching her I mean it was all business it was about how we can make her the best setter possible and you know she taught me things about setting and we'd watch video together and you know being a coach's kid she knew game plans, she knew the game and so it was awesome
2: Served by Turk, the great set of a near ace. Bad pass, better set. Gina, what a kill. How amazing a Lauren Cook set was that? Pass by Gina, not so good. Bump set to the right. Are you kidding me? And Brookheist finishes. Oh <laughs> Lauren Cook <laughs> running away from the net. Deep left, sends it front right. Good touch by the Husker block, that was Lauren Cook. Now she's gonna push it to the deep corner. Lauren Cook back to back kill. Nebraska six. Penn State ball. Penn State goes outside My Clement again. Blocked by Lauren Cook. Lauren Cook like it. Lauren Cook with the block. The big red's up 12 coiled to Pass Dykstra, set her down. Lauren Cook, count it, her back to the net. It's a no-look dump attempt. It falls nine to eight Nebraska. Santana pass back row harms great dig Hannah a center dump. Lloyd Cook to the deep corner. Woo-hoo. Back row swing harms Huskers good touch and Paige Hubble with the up center dump. Lloyd Cook they can't stop her twenty to thirteen Nebraska.
4: I think there's two scenarios that you know when this happened throughout my playing career at Nebraska I was the most excited and it's moments that'll stick with me for a long time but anytime i would set the ball and get a hitter one on one or potentially one on none meaning they only had one blocker up with them or sometimes no block was up because you know the set was so tricky and and the block the opposing block didn't know where i was gonna go and then that attacker for nebraska whoever it was would just crush a ball you know whether it was i think jb calls it a kaboom well, I know he calls it a kaboom, but, you know, it's a ball that's attacked maybe in front of the 10-foot line or, you know, that's hit really hard to the ground and you feel like the ground shakes if you're a fan. And then just seeing the joy on that attacker's face and, and you knowing I helped put them in that situation to have success and to make a great play, that's really rewarding as a setter. And then the other thing that I think setter all setters secretly love is when you go up and, and you setter attack, whether it's... You know, you're throwing it straight down to the middle of the court, or another term we use is is a pineapple, throwing it to to a deep back corner, um, usually the deep left back corner, and no defenders are there, and, you know, the ball just lands, and it seems like the easiest kill in the world. That always makes you feel good as a setter as well.
0: Husker Sports Network originals are presented by JTEC Construction, the official exterior experts of Husker Nation. Find out more about this great Husker partner at JTECCONST.com. Now back to Setting
1: the Bar. Shortly following Lauren's career, the next great Husker setter to enter the program was another Nebraska native, Kelly Hunter. Hunter is currently a volunteer assistant on Coach Cook's staff. From the outset, Hunter seemed destined to play for the Big Red.
5: Yeah, I think growing up in Nebraska, obviously you're surrounded by Nebraska volleyball and Volleyball in general is just really big here and throughout the Midwest, it seems like. So I kind of always knew that I wanted to play volleyball and my mom played, my sister played, my aunts played. So volleyball is kind of in my family, but just growing up in Nebraska and seeing such a successful program like so close to home, it was kind of always a dream of mine to go to Nebraska. And I always tell the story in 2006 when the team won in Omaha, I was there. and. I was in, I think, like the sixth grade at that point. And I just remember telling my parents after that, like, wow, I want to go to Nebraska. So I would say it was at a pretty young age. I realized how big of a deal Nebraska volleyball is and that I wanted to be a part of that.
3: I first uh, saw Kelly in camps again in seventh, eighth, ninth grade. She came to camps, but she was a hitter and we weren't really sure that she was going to be a setter. And then uh, Gwen Egbert, her high school coach, decided to move her to Sutter. I think it was her ninth or 10th grade year. So we knew what a great athlete Kelly was, and she got on our radar, and and we started recruiting her, and she ran a 6-2 and hit, but we liked her athleticism, and so that was uh, Papillion Girl, and, and we've had great success with Papillion players in our program, and, and she wanted to be a Husker, and we knew that it might take a while because she started late in the setting setting position, being a full-time setter. In fact, I'm not sure she ever set a f- total five one. maybe till her senior year in high school and and maybe in club that year. But when she got to Nebraska, she was not a very good setter.
5: So I was always just playing volleyball just by myself with a wall with a friend, whoever. I was kind of like the annoying kid who would be like, will you pepper with me and at like every tournament? And all my sister's friends were like, okay, we'll play with her. But setting I think it was right before my freshman year of high school because I was pretty tall for like my age in junior high I was definitely like one of the tallest people in my class and definitely taller than all the boys so I was always a hitter and I was a middle hitter for a really long time and then I was an outside for one year and then I started setting before my freshman year of high school because I kind of just realized if I wanted to play at the next level I'm probably not going to grow much more 5'10 isn't super tall for college volleyball so that's where I kind of started switching over to setting to get me ready for the next level.
1: But unlike other Husker setters before and after her, Hunter's career at Nebraska didn't begin with much promise.
5: Redshirting my sophomore year was definitely an interesting situation. And just going from competing for a spot to knowing that, okay, I'm redshirting now. There's almost no chance I could ever get into a game. I think it was really good for me because when I first got to Nebraska, I struggled a lot with confidence and Just trying to be perfect. And as a setter, you touch the ball more than anyone. So you have a lot of chances to be like, okay, well, that one wasn't great. I need to fix it. Or that one was good. Okay, I hope I make a good set again. So just touching the ball so often, you have a lot of opportunities to do something great or mess up sometimes. So I think I definitely struggled with confidence and being myself. And anytime you get to a new program with new coaches, it's like, okay, well, I'm starting over with these. With a new team with new coaches and you kind of have to figure out how that dynamic is going to work so i think that red shirt year really helped me to kind of figure out how to balance wanting to be great and wanting to have fun and wanting to play loose and i don't think i had that my freshman year and just jumping from high school to college is such a huge jump and so i struggled with that the level of competition going up and then like i said that gave me some confidence issues and I think that redshirt year was awesome for me to kind of figure out who I was as a person and how I fit into Nebraska volleyball and what that would look like for me.
1: Coach Kelly Hunter went 16 and 1 in postseason play, setting the school record for most NCAA tournament wins in program history. Was there an indication that Kelly would turn into the success that she ended up being? I
3: know I would have I would have lost a lot of money betting on that one. Because I thought she was a recruiting mistake her freshman year. After she was here, and she had some bad habits that we had to fix. And uh, but once she figured everything out, and we were able to really train her, and you know, being a great athlete and great mindset, she certainly blossomed into into a great setter.
5: Being in the program now and being so close with Coach Cook now, I hear about a lot of things that were going through his head when I was a player that I never had any idea about. And I just remember he would always joke with me that he almost kicked me off the team like multiple times. And I always thought it was a joke. But I think now being part of the staff and being closer with Coach Cook, I'm like, okay, I guess that really wasn't a joke. But I never really knew any of that at the time. And I'm kind of just hearing about it all now. But he would definitely kind of let me know some of that stuff, like, okay, like you need to be better at this and just kind of like any coach would without like telling me like, okay, if you mess up or if you make this certain mistake, then you're off the team. It was never like a situation like that, but he, it was just very like motivating, like, Hey, you have a shot to start and play if you want it, but you just have to do X, Y, and Z and take care of business if you want that opportunity. So I think at the time I didn't really know, but now I'm finding out a a lot about when I was a player, the behind the scenes type stories. So I think just finding the balance in life and volleyball really helped me. And then that just helped me be more focused on volleyball when I was in the court. And just, I was able to develop my game and to get that confidence back. Kelly Hunter was someone that I would kind of compare to Rachel
4: Holloway in a sense, within the leadership aspect. Kelly had the respect of her teammates. And she, again, genuinely wanted what was best for them and wanted to put them in great situations to get kills. And it wasn't about her. It was about the team. But it was interesting to watch Kelly because I got to watch her grow up at Nebraska. And I think the biggest thing I can say about Kelly is just how much she improved from, you know, when she got there to where she finished her career and I don't think anyone saw it coming, but she worked so hard and put in so much time and was just constantly trying to learn how to be better, and it paid off for her. I think her, her leadership is her you know biggest and best quality, but it was also just amazing to see how much she improved over the, the time that she was a Husker.
3: She's turned out to be one of the greatest setters in the history of Nebraska volleyball, won two national championships, and you know, playing in a, in a, you know, she had to do all this in the Big Ten Conference, which was much tougher and more competitive than being in the Big 12 and before that in the Big Eight.
2: When it was all over for Kelly, you just hadn't, I think, fully appreciated the greatness you had just witnessed. There was something about her calm and her physicality and her play that made her underappreciated and just kind of blend but what you were watching was one of the great virtuosos at that position in the history of the sport at this level. Misty May, in my opinion, has the only resume that's better at the setting position than Kelly Hunter. Kelly's personality just made you like her and exuded confidence and made the others want to follow her. And they respected her so much and they appreciated her so much because of her talent. She was just the glue and Boy, I, I, if I go into battle on a volleyball court, if you got Kelly Hunter playing setter, you've got a great chance to win. She rarely lost a match in 15, 16, and 17. It's just remarkable. Four years, three Final Fours, two national championships. All she ever did was win, and she did it with such grace and drawing so little attention to herself. She is one of the great Huskers of all time.
4: Kelly can also be aggressive
2: as well. She hasn't attacked in a while. Serve by o It's in. Nice pass, Kenzie. Center to Kelly Hunter. Great prediction by Lauren Cook. Here comes the server underway in Omaha. Kelly Hunter with an ace. She pulls it off the top of the deck. One low for Nebraska. Tip shot in the middle, Amber overdig. Amber gets a swing, block back, covered again. The big red, right attack. Kelly Hunter, kaboom! The setter with a fast swipe. 7-5, serve, Connie overpass, Maloney, shot back, blocked! Kelly Hunter comes flying in there and blocks. That's the fifth block for the big red, and that came against Bailey Tan. rolls and outside. Kelsey Fin Doug, outside set, KU Dockery blocked! Kelly Hunter does it herself. Set to the Cornelius, she has to use her offhand in the middle. Doug, Nebraska to the slide, Amber, nice up by fame. Travels above the net, smashed back. Kelly Hunter, 11-5, big red, 14 away. Holcomb serves, high pass, jows it net. Kelly Hunter! Call the kids. They did it! Nebraska fights back from the abyss and wins the National Semi
3: in five! 15,
1: 11. Now the Big Red are led by Nicklin Hames. Hames is a junior who was ranked the number one setter prospect in the country coming out of high school. Hames has some lofty expectations to live up to, but she isn't interested in shying away from a challenge.
6: I knew that Nebraska had a great tradition here with volleyball, and there was a great culture, and I remember watching them um, as a little girl and just seeing all the fans and how much they were supported and how good they were. And so when I was in the process of getting recruited and trying to choose where I wanted to go to school, I knew about Nebraska's tradition and I think it gave Nebraska an up for me when I was getting recruited.
3: Nicklin Hames is a coach's daughter. She grew up in a gym just like Lauren did. Kelly did some. You know, Rachel Holloway only played volleyball. Uh, Maggie Griffin was a played a ton of volleyball growing up. So, Nicklin's been a gym rat her whole life. Her parents coached her. uh, Her mom coached her in high school. Her dad coached her in club. Again, she has all the qualities to make a great setter. She loves being in the gym. She loves training. She loves watching video. She loves talking volleyball. So, all the same things. and, And, you know, Nicklin's the first freshman setter ever to start for Nebraska Volleyball and she had us three points away from winning a national championship. So when you look at what she's done, and again, one of the reasons we recruited her was because we felt she could come in and start as a freshman, and she certainly proved that. In front of a
2: festive, delirious Devaney crowd. Line drive, serve. that's an ace! Nicklin, Hames is feeling it. She throws a fist in the air. Up by one, served by Lexi Sun. Bad pass, Wrath Side, Pritchard from Maryland. Great dig, Nicklin, Hames. That was a rocket. She kept it alive. Bumps set left. Kubik. Block. It lands wide. Four straight Husker points. What a dig by Nicklin. 22-20, big red. Quick attack in the end Nebraska back row swing. Lexi over dig. Shot back by Nicklin, Hames. She's got her second kill of the night. A full swing attack. It's 8-3, Nebraska. Good pass, Wiblin outside, shot blocked! Nicklin-Hames! Hames Hames finally got fired by a huge Husker wall. Now Penn State back right, Johnny Parker, Great up by Megan, but it crosses the net. Joust, and one by Nicklin-Hames! Nicklin-Hames beats Kaelin Horn in a joust! Nebraska 9, Penn State 5!
1: The next great Husker setter may be waiting in the wings in freshman Kennedy Orr who was the number one overall volleyball prospect in the nation. Well,
3: Kennedy Orr has done something that no other player in this country has ever done. She led a USA team to win the Junior Youth World Championships against the best players and best programs in the world. She's won, I think, Four or five state championships because she started as a seventh grader and our high school team. They have a weird rule in Minnesota that you can play if you're in junior high, you can play varsity volleyball. So she's excelled at a very high level in club, uh, high school, and you know on our USA program. But we have to see, you know, when she gets to college, is she, she going to have what it takes? Does she have the desire, the commitment, the discipline, all those things? And you know that's the big test. So. But she has a great resume leading up to her arriving at Nebraska.
6: Kennedy is going to be amazing. And I just want to be there for her because I was in that spot at one time. And coming into the program, there's a lot of expectations around how you're supposed to play, the fans. And so just instilling that confidence in her that she knows that she can be great. And I think she's going to do amazing things.
4: Kennedy's on a whole nother level. It's tough to put into words, but... She's athletic. She is has a really high volleyball IQ. Again, like really soft hands, and and doesn't make a lot of errors when when she puts up a ball. It's I mean they're always hittable balls, and she's always putting her hitters in the best situations in order to to get a kill. And I think that's why she's been so successful. And not only can she set, but she can block. She can play defense. She can serve really tough. She can go up and attack when she's in the front row. She's just a very dynamic player, and I think you know, once she gets to Nebraska, again, she's with Coach Hildebrand and and Coach Cook working with her. She's, and, you know, Kelly Hunter is a volunteer. She's only going to improve as a player, but I think this is a big prediction, but, you know, I think she will probably be a four-year starter and one of the best setters to ever come through this program.
1: For decades, the Nebraska volleyball program has been a powerhouse, thanks in large part to the quality of its setters, a tradition that sure seems likely to continue.
4: I think if I was recruiting girls to, you know, try to come to Nebraska and they they were playing the setting position, I think my biggest message would be just what an honor it is to be a starting setter for Nebraska volleyball because in my opinion, some of the best setters, you know, in the country and in the sport of volleyball have come through the Nebraska
5: volleyball program. I think, when you look at the tradition of setters at Nebraska, there's some phenomenal athletes and people, and I just feel really, really lucky to be a part of that. And I think it's kind of something that Nebraska does really well is develop these awesome setters. So I'm really, really fortunate to be a part of that.
6: I'm just honored to be a part of that tradition. Um, I mean, you look up on the walls and see all these amazing setters, and I'm just honored that I get to be another step in that tradition.
2: A big part of it's the Nebraska volleyball legacy, especially that position, but also a big part of it's John Cook. He knows how to train setters, and these setters become great. And if they already arrive great, you know it's just going to be typically even significant improvement from there. So Coach Cook knows how to develop setters. He knows how to get the best out of them. And we never have to be beggars when it comes to recruiting at that position. If you get a phone call from Coach Cook and you're a setter and he wants you to play here, say yes.
3: I really admire all the starting setters who embrace being a setter. It is the toughest position and more is asked of the setters. So what, what I've learned over the years is that you got to be a special athlete and have a great mindset and love being a gym rat to be a great setter. And I really admire and respect all the, the setters that have come through Nebraska Volleyball.
0: The proceeding has been a Husker Sports Network original. Setting the bar was narrated by Greg Sharp. Executive producers were Josh Hilkeman, Tim Curran, Austin Norman, and Ben McLaughlin. Sound design by Brett Whitty. Subscribe to Husker Sports Network podcast for more great Husker Sports Originals episodes presented by J Tech Construction.